0: Live from Western Kentucky University, capital of the Hilltopper Nation. Whether it's in the locker room or on the field, behind the clipboard or on the court, home or away, we've got you covered. Get ready to enter the Red Zone, your destination for all things sports, right here on Revolution one seven.
1: And welcome everyone to Red Zone Radio on this Sunday, February the 23rd, the last Sunday of February we're just talking about what the show. You all know what that means. It is coming up tomorrow. Uh, my name is Tori Bowling. I'm your host tonight alongside Matthew Hargrove, Ryan Gooden, our producer, Kaden Gaylord. Um, guys, how's your weekend?
2: Not too bad. I don't know if you can tell, but I sound a little sick right okay. now. This weekend, right. uh, Friday I came down and it was it was awful. I will tell you what, I uh, I walked around the house and Matthew thought I was a zombie. It was <laughs> it was awful. But other than that, not too bad. Kind of recovering.
3: Yeah, uh, this weekend was um, was awesome because the number one, the number two, and the number four seeds in college basketball all got beat. Well, so maybe if Kansas wasn't playing the number one seed, maybe they would have lost and we would have had a perfect college basketball weekend.
1: Well, not only that, I have a stat to pull up just real quick. Okay, the number one, two, four, six, seven, nine, 13, 14, 17, 18, 19, and 22 teams. All lost this week to either lower-ranked opponents or unranked opponents.
2: That means Kentucky moves up.
1: <laughs> that does mean Kentucky moves up, uh, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. Uh, WKU basketball didn't have a, as good of a weekend. Uh, they lost to Charlotte 72-70 to yesterday at home uh, on a last-second bucket by Jordan Shepard. Uh, he made a, a late, uh, layup with uh, two seconds remaining. Uh, Carson Williams had 18 points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals, two blocks. He kind of did everything for WKU. Uh, Josh Anderson with 15 points, four rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Tavian with uh, 15 and six. Jared Savage with 11 points and six rebounds on three six uh, from the three point line. And Charlotte had uh, five guys in double figures. That was kind of what uh, did WKU in on the uh, on Saturday.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it, nobody really played terrible for WKU. Jordan Rawls didn't score, but he also shot three times. So it's not like he over like he just wasn't shooting enough. Um, But Jared Savage, I mean, you take away the final minute of the game and he has five points in the entire game. We were talking about how consistency was something that he's been better at this year. And then he comes out this game kind of flat. I mean, he didn't, I don't think he scored in the first half at all. Jared Savage has become the man for
3: this WKU basketball team. I asked asked you guys last week if you guys think he has become the MVP of this team. And man, I thought... I thought the magic was going to happen again. Charlotte goes 64-64. They hit a three. Jared Savage, he hits a three. And then Charlotte hits another one. And then sure enough, Jared Savage in his sweet spot in the corner sinks one. And I was thinking, oh, mama, there goes that man, like Mark Jackson always says. But anyways, stealing it from him. Um, But, yeah, this loss, though, as, as well as WKU played in the second half, they needed this one desperately because this is probably the weakest team they're going to play in bonus play, and it's a home game. You're going to have to go to North Texas and to FIU, so it was two critical. you've already lost at. Say, say that? Two
1: places you've already lost at. Two,
3: yeah, two places you've, you've already lost at. So this game was critical, and I blame it a lot on that slow start, you can't. You can't score 27 points in the first half against Charlotte. You it, and they just looked real sloppy, and they were missing a lot of easy baskets, turning the ball over. Just real, I mean, really early in that game, like those first two minutes. I mean, they they were struggling to get it across half court. So this was um, as as well as they they played in the second half of battling back. And you and you gotta, I mean, tip your cap to Charlotte. They shot 50 percent. Uh, for the entire game, I believe, or so, somewhere around there. Um, it, that Any team that's going to shoot that is going to be difficult to beat.
1: Yeah, and wh- I, I said that maybe the Charlotte uh, having a well-rounded game did WKU in, but really what it was was WKU got out-rebounded 34-24. And, guys, if, if you don't have Charles Bassie in there, it's hard to make up for those rebounds if you don't – I mean, Jared Savage had been stepping it up on that end, but he only grabbed in six, as well as Carson Williams, your big guy. And so – you know, if you're getting out rebounded by ten, it's it's really hard to win games if you're not hitting a ton of threes. And WKU was only 29 percent from that aspect. So, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, go ahead,
3: Ryan. Well, I was
2: just gonna say, I mean, we didn't really preview this game coming into Nick this week because it's Charlotte. We expected it's a home game against the worst team we're gonna play. Like like you said, Matthew, and I feel like they kind of overlooked it, looking towards the La Tech game or maybe even the North Texas game next week. I just they come out flat at home and they never really recover like you usually see WKU do.
3: Yeah, 0 for 8. Um, I think was the uh, that I don't know if that, that that's what they finished in the first half shooting but 0 for 8 at one point in the first half from from downtown. Yeah. Um and, and when that, you get and beat just, on the
1: glass like that, it, 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 you, you got to hit shots. Yeah,
3: yeah, you have to. And uh, Cam Justice, how much did he have in this one? He had 11, he, I
2: think. He
3: had 11. How many threes?
2: He had 10. He went one for six from three.
3: One for six yeah. from three. And then.
2: Three for 10 overall.
3: Yeah, and Cam Justice, I mean, this is a dude who. He, he's got to hit at least three threes a game uh, for Western to have a really good shot of winning or to have a really good offensive day. So. For, for Western to go 0 for eight, um, and and they just can't rely on you know the that second half they can't rely on Jared Savage hitting those big buckets and and gosh this this bench man it, it's just so frustrating how how you have to rely on. So you have to rely on the starters so much. It's insane.
1: Yeah, because that was kind of part of uh, what Jared Savage's uh, kind of down day was about because he had four fouls and, you know, he only played, got to play 26 minutes. And, I mean, aside from justice, you, you just don't get anything from anyone else. I mean, here we go again with Isaiah Cozart and Jeremiah Gambrill. Eight combined minutes, zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists over for one from the four like the only the
3: only time you got you you get them in to the game is if you need you know if if Tevion Carson Williams needs, has to sit yeah, out if Carson from, Williams needs some yeah. time cuz you know Kozar was in there for in the second half for like 2 minutes it was like the middle of the second half just to get Carson some some air um but yeah it's it's a very frustrating bench
2: Well, it was bad too cuz i mean we talked about the big men for WKU not competing with theirs i mean I don't know how to say his name, Milo Supica, the number five with the yes. arm tattoo, yeah. he dominated this game, and he only played, I mean, he came off the bench, but he had seven rebounds, 14 points. It just felt like every time he got the ball, or on defense even, he was just disrupting everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and when you get, again, I go back to it, if you get out-rebounded, you got to get more than zero points from your point guard, Jordan Rawls, who, I mean, I mean he's shown really good flashes this season, but... I mean, he's been kind of inconsistent here lately. And if you get zero points out of him, like, you know, if if you're going to only have six guys, you really can't have an off night from anyone. If if your bench doesn't give you anything at all besides whatever Cam Justice gives you. So if you only have six guys, you need those guys to play at least their B, B B-plus game every single night.
3: Yeah. And uh, talking about that that final possession where Jordan Shepard made the layup with two seconds uh, remaining in the game, that was – just way too, way too easy of a basket. I mean, the guy had a the guy had a wide open lane.
2: I mean, the final three possessions were all easy for them. I mean, they ran two down screens for the the three point shots that sent them up by three, and then Stavage hit one, and then they did it again, the exact same play. They did a double screen where the guy just ran right through them, and nobody like I don't know. if I'm pretty sure it was Jared the first time that gave it up, and then Tavion the second time, but neither one of them got out there or helped. I mean, it was just. It was almost too easy for them they got wide open looks whenever they wanted them but the final possession i mean it was just a downhill drive that nobody came over and helped nobody stopped like it was like you said it was too easy
1: yeah uh so wk will take on law tech um on thursday uh uh, that one will be at seven o'clock i believe yeah seven o'clock um uh needless to say this is now a must uh absolute have to have um in terms of because you know, you definitely don't want to slide into that four spot if we're talking, you know, I don't think that the number one seed for the conference tournament is kind of in play anymore um, with that loss for Charlotte at home. But you really don't want to fall in that four. That way you don't have to f- face North Texas in the round of uh, in the final four of the conference tournament. So uh, they really need that one. They were able to. Well, how, how many games do they sit back right now? You have the standings pulled up. Yeah. Because
3: going into bonus play. Now they're a game and a half back. They're a game and a half. I wouldn't say it's impossible. Yeah, it's it's I mean, you need North Texas to lose. Yeah. That's
2: all, which is not. You you need North Texas to lose. And then you have to go beat them. And then you have to go beat
1: them on the road. Right. So,
3: I mean, yeah, it's not. It's not impossible, but. Yeah, it's they, not probably. Yeah, it's it, possible it would, not probable. It would be much better if yeah, if they just won this Charlotte game, win against La Tech, and then they're sitting one game back in North Texas and then they go and beat them on the road. Yeah, that would that's obviously the ideal ideal. You also
1: have a La Tech team coming in that is coming off a win at North Texas. So, you know, that happened yesterday and so yeah, North And it kind of hurts because if you would just Done your job and beat Charlotte. Now you'd be sitting here. What are you tied? You, you'd be uh, let's see, I think a game, a half game back. Half game back. Yeah, you, you'd be sitting here half a game back. So, um, it kind of hurts looking at that, but um, uh.
2: Well, now and now, La Tech's hungry because they came in here last time, and they played. They got awful. Ran. Yeah, they, they got I mean, ran. yeah, especially in that first half. It wasn't even close from the very beginning. So you know they're gonna come out differently. So this is a definitely a must win. You're gonna need Diddle to be packed, and uh, I'd say Josh Anderson's gonna have to be. A great player in this game because you'll need turnovers and like easy fast break points um, to beat this this La Tech team.
1: And I would say that WKU matches up pretty well with La because they don't really have that big guy down low that can just you know dominate a game when you're when you're outsized. Well,
2: Carson dominated last time. Yeah, didn't Carson he?
1: played really well last uh, the last time against La Tech, and they they kind of spread their scoring out, so there's not that really one guy that you really have to worry about. So I think WKU matches up pretty well with them, especially at home, but. Um, Matthew, y- 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 y'all, you two were both at the game yesterday, weren't you? Correct. Yes. Uh, uh, you said yesterday that maybe the student section wasn't really as full as it.
3: I, uh, at least it tip off. Like, it, it just seemed real. It, it seemed really dead.
2: Um, well, I got there, I got there a little late, but when I got there, it was full, but there was like, nobody was, they're all sitting nobody was really Nobody doing was really doing anything. anything. Yeah, just everyone was The place was, was quiet the entire game until about the s- 10 minutes left in the second half when things started to pick up. But
3: you know what they—you they, know what they probably need to do—is um, for this La tech game, get a theme, uh, get a theme for mm-hmm. it because it worked for the blackout and they had one of the biggest student sections of the year, um, and everyone got you know. Free T-shirts. College students are gonna. Uh, oh yeah, really. are gonna come. Free T-shirts are uh, Free T-shirts. Um. So I don't know if they did. Uh. Who who did a wideout? We were watching someone. Someone did a wideout in college basketball. It
2: was the Baylor. Kansas Baylor. Game. So
3: Baylor Kansas. Baylor did a wideout. And, obviously and a little bit bigger sick. game than us. But. Uh, obviously that's yeah that's a little bigger. Um. But yeah, I think. Um. That I don't I don't know who all runs that. Uh. Who who decides the th- whether to do a theme or not? But I think it would really help. Because um, this is a must-win game, and it's the last game of the season at Western, so I think it'd be cool if you did if you did a whiteout. Um, just saying, like, you, you know, where some schools will do, oh, we're having a Western out or like a, yeah. or a red out. It's like, come on now, like we, everyone's gonna wear red anyway. So right.
1: and everybody might have been sad about um the hot yeah. out or the yeah people. <laughs> <were>. <laughs> that, that, but that, you <laughs> but
3: you think that would. Bring more people to the game maybe, because they're maybe, not going to. Hide but maybe out. everybody was like, you so know What are we going to do?
1: I, I just don't want to get out tonight. You know, <laughs> they're like, If I can't go to Hot Out, I don't want to go to the Western game. We'll oh go my
2: God. Hey, that's what it is. Well, I mean, one last thing um, before we get out of here, but there, it seemed like every time Western went on a run or was about to go on a run, I can't remember. I don't know if it was Jameer Young or Drew Edwards, one of the two, whoever the lefty is, hit big time shots every time. It was like, the crowd got into it. People started standing up. We got loud. And then it was a, a three that just set everybody back down. It happened three times, I remember. And it was just – that's kind of what um, stopped the momentum um, and getting us in that second half rally.
1: Yeah. Uh, going to WK Women's real quick, uh, they are hot. I mean, they are just absolutely scorching the earth right now. They've won 10 in a row. They beat Marshall 79-65 to and FAU 69-56. to uh, Raneem had a big week. I mean – is a sky blue. Yeah. There's a bear poop in the woods. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does <laughs> yeah. Just get a double double. Yeah, yeah, she does. Uh, so she had 17 and 12 against Marshall, and then 20 and 14 against FAU. I mean, if she's doing that, I just don't see a lot of games where WK is going to lose.
3: I really would like uh, to know where she sets for Conference USA Player of the Year. Um, I, I mean, I'd have to go look at the stats, but. Where Western sits right now, I believe they're. I mean, what are they? Uh, third or they're second?
4: they are they are third.
1: They're technically second, third. I don't know how you describe it because uh, ODU and Ross are tied for first. Okay, a, and WK's they're how many how many games back? They're, they're game
3: a game back, back of yep. first. So if if Western, there's two weeks left in the season. If they can end up getting first place. I don't see how you can't give either Renae or D Gibbons. Maybe you give it to D because she's just, you know, the go-to scorer, and and Raneem's, you know, doesn't put as mu- as, mu- as much points up as D Gibbons. But I don't see how you don't give Renae or D Gibbons player of the year if Western doesn't get the uh, doesn't finish at first place in Conference USA.
2: Yeah, I mean, we talk about consistency all the time on the show. Reneem is the most consistent player probably in day in, day, day out. out in yeah. Western basketball. I mean, like you said, if the sky's blue, she's getting a double-double. It was weird to see last week that she didn't get a double-double. We had to double-check the stats to make sure that that was true. Um, but they're getting hot at the right time. I mean, going into the conference, yeah. the end of conference ten, play. Ten straight.
3: So ten straight wins. I
2: mean, this is the time to to be a later topper.
1: I'm trying to find, um, like, the conference, like, stat leaders but I, I can't really find it but um i'll try that over the break but i mean yeah you would think that she would be up there for the running yeah. um for it uh all right so when we come back we're going to talk some wk baseball they had a good week this week yeah i mean beat rott state rott state beat louisville and we'll, we'll talk about that so that that's a really good week and uh softball also did uh pretty well this weekend too so uh we'll get to that and more uh when we come back on red zone radio on revolution 91.7
0: Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution
1: 91-7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91-7. I'm your host, Tori Bowling, alongside Matthew Hargrove, Ryan Gooden, and Caden Gaylord. Uh, we're talking some WKU basketball. I did end up finding it. Um, Reneem is, let's see, she is third in the conference in points per game at 17 points, second in at a uh, ten rebounds a game, um, Anastasia Hayes is playing pretty well for um, for MTSU. But I mean, they're but not MTSU's down there in the standings, yeah. They're not so, good. Yeah. So I mean, I, I wouldn't think. And then she's eighth in the conference in blocks. What so. is
3: uh, Dee Givens? Where is she in points? Let's see, Dee Givens. Uh, sh- let's see. So Reneem is averaging more points than Dee. If she's
1: third, yes. Dee is fifth. Dee's fifth. Yes. And okay. Then, so
3: then, yeah, you would. Okay. Well, then that being said. Uh Raneem should definitely be if if one, one of those two are gonna get player of the year, it, it should definitely be reneem
1: And she's seventh in the conference and field goal percentage. So I mean So like, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, she's all the way around. Uh but yeah, D Gibbons is uh fifth in the conference at sixteen points a game. Okay. So two top five scorers in and the conference. As well as uh, Whitney Creech at eleventh, so three in the top eleven. That that'll that'll give you ten straight wins. That, yeah. It's
3: weird. No, just nobody thought that they would be in this position with no. ten straight wins. They just thought. I I, I feel like everyone coming in the season thought that they just they just be a middle of the pack team.
1: But I, I mean I can see why they're winning. I mean they have the pieces. You got a dominant uh a, a dominant post player down low. Uh, you got a, a solid point guard in Whitney Creech, and you have a, a just a red hot scorer in um, D. Givens. So I mean, it and makes then Ranim's going
3: to be back next year yeah so oh that's scary that that my friend and she's scary. already
1: starting to kind of step outside and shoot some threes so maybe like, she she's gonna have a that. big senior year maybe she puts that in her bag uh all, all, right. Ma- all american ah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> that's asking too much that's the wku fan in me uh wku baseball they went three and two this week uh, they got wins over murray state uh as well as a series win over rock state um they got three guys hitting over 300 right now: Ray Zuber, Jack Wilson, and Matt Phipps. Uh, Ray Zuber's—he's hitting 333 with two homers so far. Um, yeah, did you see? Uh, did you see
3: his video of? I mean, it wasn't a bat flip, but I mean, the minute it left his bat, he knew it was gone, and he kind of just, you know, like set it down. Yeah. little pimp action. It w- it was sweet. I saw it on Twitter. It was it was nice.
1: Um, that series went over Wright State. That's a, I mean, that's a big there. State was a good baseball team. They beat Louisville, who is uh, I mean. What is Louisville rank, Matthew? All- uh, they are eighth. Yeah. They, I know when
3: they, they played the series against Ole Miss, they were eighth in the nation. Yeah. But um, if they're not, I know they're top ten. They're good.
1: Yeah. The Louisville's real good. Solid. So uh, that, that's a really good win. Um, the story right now is pitching. and like uh, we, we gave a little baseball preview. We said, where are these innings going to come from? Who who are the guys going to come in here and eat innings for you? Uh, well, those guys are Sean Bergeron, Michael Daryl Hicks, and Jake Cates out of the pen. Uh, J.K. Spef- specifically hasn't given up a run in eight and two thirds oh innings out goodness. of the bullpen. So you know that'll get done. And then Sean Bergeron with a, a 1.8 ERA through ten innings, and Michael Darrell Hicks a 1.93 ERA through nine innings pitch. So
3: yeah, if I if I remember right, uh, Bergeron actually s- struggled a little bit uh, finding the strike zone in his last start. So to see him six innings, one earned run, and then he got three strikeouts and only walked one on 97 pitches, I mean, that's that's an impressive comeback.
2: Yep. Yeah, I mean, if you keep the pitching up this well, you would assume that the bats would then follow, and you would hope so that somebody takes But, over. I mean, this is
3: how it's always been. Like, we've, we've always talked about, man, if this pitching staff could get it together – Western would be, I mean, they would be competing for a Conference USA title. Because they've always been able
2: to hit. It's always been the pitching that's been the, the question. And now if you get that solved, you just hope that somebody, you know, like we talked about last week, nobody's going to take Jake Sanford's spot and kind of fulfill that role. But if you get multiple people to kind of step up in their roles, then you could be sitting atop the conference.
3: Yeah, now uh, I'm looking at their schedule right now. So this up, up, uh, upcoming, they, they have their first road road trip. Uh, of the season, they play at Austin P on Tuesday, and then they play at USC Upstate. And to be honest with you guys, I know Wright State beat Louisville, but we got to remember this isn't football, this isn't basketball, this is baseball. This is baseball. Anything Wright can State, their record is one and five. Oh, sheesh. So their only win is against Louisville. That means, I mean, they're they're not playing good baseball. But if that isn't. But b- again, like. The New York Yankees will play the Baltimore Orioles this year. Orioles will be lucky to win 40 <laughs> games this year. But they're still going to get a win against the New York Yankees. You're right. And they still can if Garrett Cole's on the mound.
1: You are right. Uh, but I just like the way WKU's, I mean, like we said, they're pitching. I mean, a three-year a team ERA right now, that's sensational. No, that's,
3: no I, I I love seeing that, yeah. especially how the staff has been in, in pa- these past – you know, few years. Now all these games
2: have been at home, correct? So the first seven were at home. So
3: I'm going to say that I'm going to see this team. If they're going to be legit, I want to see how they perform the week after this road trip. So like I said, they play at Austin P and then they have a three game series against USC upstate. Um, in Spartanburg, South Carolina. So I've, I've never heard of USC Upstate. So.
1: And I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I've never heard of USC Upstate either. So I'm guessing they're just not a great program. Yeah. I don't I'm, think I'm, anybody I'm has guess
2: that's that. not from USC Upstate. Yes.
1: Yeah. So uh, I, I, I would I say
3: that. they, even if it's on the road, they should definitely win. But their games after the road trip, Belmont. And then they host Purdue for a three-game series. And then they go to Lexington to play the Kentucky Wildcats. If they can go, let's say one, two, three, four, five. If they can go three and two. I agree with that. I would say I this this team they're they're solid because I watched some Belmont baseball this weekend. Belmont baseball yeah. is always good.
1: They're, they're good. They're, they're like they're they're good in basketball too. They had two walk offs this week. Um, Their
3: football team's undefeated. They have football never team lost a game. Never,
1: literally never wa- lost a game. And Kentucky is terrible. Kentucky baseball is not a good spot. But right still,
3: now. I mean
2: SEC opponent. Oh yeah. Oh for sure. Nice. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But uh, yeah.
1: Like yeah, I, uh, so. So I'm saying like you know that could be an opportunity to go in there and possibly get a win. Yeah.
2: Now what if Obviously, you said three and two. They're not going to sweep Purdue, I don't think. So, which which one is more likely—the Belmont game or the Kentucky game—that they go and win?
3: That they go and win, uh, definitely Belmont. Definitely be Belmont. But I mean, I could—I I just could see going win, but, going yeah. to Kentucky. I mean, what was my freshman year? They actually should have beat Kentucky
2: last they year. They the should have the beat Kentucky. Th- uh,
1: uh, are you sure? It was here. No, I think the one in Bowie. Well, would, UK. Just hit the cover off the ball, I mean in the
2: ninth inning though,
4: yeah,
3: okay, I actually wasn't there for that game
2: I was, and it was it was fun until until the ninth. <laughs> until the ninth when I think it was eight or ninth, but Kentucky ended up scoring like seven runs in like okay the two but innings.
3: um but yeah my my freshman year they went to Kentucky and they were winning three nothing in the ninth inning, and Kentucky came back scored four runs in the bottom bottom half of the inning, but if they can uh go three and two, you know, say. They beat Belmont and then win the series against Purdue. Then I'll I'll be like, all right, this. A lot of people need to start paying attention to this team.
1: I agree. Uh, WKU softball they're also off to a good start. They went eleven. They are eleven and four right now, and they went three and two this weekend at the Hilltopper Classic. Uh, Caden, uh, what'd you see this weekend?
4: There were good things and bad things about this weekend. Um, on Friday, they 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 won both games. They shut out Indiana State in the second game uh Saturday it was uh it was a little tough one for them uh they took ball state to 8 innings and then in the top of the 8th uh one of their players just smacked it over the right field line which was her second home run of the day and i feel like that just took the that just took the confidence out the team as they lost as they lost both of the lost both of those games that day um i mean it, every game went down to really went down to the last two innings and you know it shows that they kept their composure and won at least 3 out of uh 3 out of the 5 games. Uh they had two shutouts this weekend and Kelsey Ikey, she she's a man, like like you said Matthew, she's a bad man. Like she had bad girl. She, <laughs> she had I believe 13 strikeouts today uh which tied which is also her career high. So she's tied her career high four times and she did that also today. Kennedy Sullivan on Friday she hit a grand slam which is the team's first grand slam in 2 years. Uh, so, I mean, the team has a lot of positives to look to. And then, you know, it's just the beginning of the season. They're working everything out. And as long as they keep their composure in, they'll be fine. Next weekend, they have the WKU Hilltopper Spring Fling. So
3: they're hosting, they're hosting another tournament.
4: Yes, the last tournament of the regular season. And uh, that starts on Friday at 3 against IUPUI, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis, Illinois State, and Austin P. And then Saturday, they will do the little – seeding games and then sunday will be the consolation game in the championship so
3: game. you know that you they're definitely gonna be out for blood because if you're hosting two tournaments in a single year you're thinking man we at least gotta win one of these oh yeah i mean two
4: they were definitely out for blood today playing green bay again uh after yesterday i know they were heated yeah so with kelsey coming out there and getting another shutout you yeah. know I, they'll be looking forward to next weekend
3: yeah and uh I'm, I'm, so, I'm looking at the softball schedule as well. And there's going to be a big week for WKU baseball and softball in the same week. So, WKU hosts Louisville at Bowling Green Ballpark on March, March 24th. I'm pretty sure I saw that correctly. And then the next day, softball hosts Kentucky mm. here. So And, I mean,
1: WKU got a win against uh, UK last year. Yes, so, they did. So possibly yeah. you could do that again. Yeah. Uh, so that's a bit. That's a big opportunity. Uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk some uh, college hoops for you. It was a wild week, as always, has been this season. Uh, so we'll get that to you right after the break. You are listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution
0: 91.7. Keeping you up to date on Western Kentucky sports, you're in the Red Zone right here on Revolution 91.7.
1: I'm your host, Tori Bowling, alongside Matthew Hargo, Brian Good, and Kayden Gaylord. Uh, We're here talking some WKU uh, sports, and now we're going to move on to uh, uh, some national uh, stuff as uh, we're going to talk about some college hoops. Uh, Kentucky got a big win over LSU and Florida this week. Uh, Penn State dropped a couple games to Illinois and Indiana on the road. Creighton beat some two-rate teams. Duke got absolutely murdered by NC State on the road, Uh, and then... Let's talk about the game of the week. Kansas beat number one Baylor 64-61. I think you you two both watched that game, correct? We did. Um, Yudoka Azubuki is a
2: big problem. There was nobody on Baylor that could even come close to containing him. Not even, stop like, contain him.
1: All this, all his points for dunks. Dunks. Every would, single one of them. I wouldn't even say that, that there was anyone on Baylor that couldn't guard him. It's just they couldn't guard a pick-and-roll as a team. Be, th- I'm, so, I don't know. There's not that many,
2: you know, typical big men for Baylor he has got to be close to fifty to seventy-five pounds bigger than the the biggest guy on Baylor because yeah. he was pushing kids around like they were like fifteen years old.
1: Yeah, Freddie Gillespie is their big guy, and he he's not he's not he's cut. not a big big yeah. guy.
2: Baylor's known for their basically their four guards that they have yeah. that are really good, who also didn't play the best. I mean, um, number twelve, who I can't think of his name right now, Jared Butler. Yes, their best player scores the most points for him. He averaged like fifteen throughout the season. He had a pretty good game, yeah. but other than that, you didn't get much production T- out of T- anybody else. He didn't do a whole
1: lot. Um, Mark Vidal, he, he he didn't really do much. Um, he's exciting to watch, though. Yeah. He's
2: like a football player that plays basketball. Yeah. Um, so hey, that, so
1: let's, listen to
3: this real quick. So you got Gillespie, 6'9", I think it said 245 for weight. Yep. I don't As believe a that bookie, either. 7'2", 270.
2: I mean, that's a problem. So 30 pounds and...
1: And four inches, yeah, three inches.
3: That's 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 a mismatch.
1: Like, it but it it wasn't really like Asbuki just posting up and putting the ball in. No, it, it, it was all on pick yeah, and rolls lost. and putbacks. Yeah, and, Dotson and Garrett were getting him good looks. Yeah, I mean he he did get a few offensive rebounds and just put it right back in. But I mean, like you know, it was mainly off pick and rolls. And I was watching that as a Kentucky fan, I was like. You Put Nick Richards in a pick and roll versus Baylor. I think they could do some good things against them.
2: Well, if it's if Ashton Higgins is the one with the ball, then yeah, we probably could. oh, yeah, you're definitely right. But the ba- Baylor's problem was Kansas's defense was, yeah, swarming them. They could not score the ball to save their lives. I think it was a low scoring game. Was it 63, 61, 64? 64, 61? I mean, that's not like very low scoring, but it seemed like every shot that Baylor hit was earned. I mean, you couldn't. There I mean, was no easy buckets.
1: I come away from that game saying Kansas is the best team in the country. Do you um, all agree? They
2: will be yeah. number one now. They, yeah, I mean, they're going to be number one yeah, now. Yeah, they're going to be number one. Um, Are they the best? I think you have to put – I mean, they have a great guard, which you need in the, in well, the tournament, and you have a, the best big man probably. You know.
1: And also, like some of the other pieces, I mean, Marcus Garrett, I don't know if you all know this, but but like every time he got the ball or he was guarding the ball out front, I would – if I was the guy with the ball, I'd pass it right away. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's he, one of the best. Offenses. He's at yeah.
2: half court every time, no yeah. matter if you have the ball or not. He, huh? he took opinion.
3: over that West Virginia game with his defense. Yeah. I think he got, what, seven steals in like the last, maybe like last four minutes of the game or something crazy like that against West Virginia. And you
1: got Isaiah Moss who can hit an outside shot for you. And I mean, they got David McCormick. And uh, remember, they're without uh, Silvio Sousa right now. So, <laughs> probably which just for a Wilson while. Didn't really
3: play that many significant. He did. Minutes he did. But, but he's mean, a big. He's a big body. But
1: here, here's another thing. Like I don't know if y'all noticed, but as Azubuike, every time the ball is st- like every time play is stopped, he is wheezing for air. Yeah, that man
2: played. 36 out of the 40 minutes. And that's a ton for Azubuki. And he could feel it because you could see it on like yes. just in his face. Like he, he was like, I need to sit down. He
1: got knocked down one time, and like I didn't know if he was going to get back up. He but had, to, he had <laughs> to play every single yeah. minute.
2: Oh, though. yeah. Every time he got out, Baylor went on like a short spurt. And yeah. Then, well, the only time Bill Self really took him out was before the media well, time. Well, it went. also yes.
3: didn't help that McCormick. Played five minutes, and fouled and he out. Got fouled? Yeah. four,
2: four minutes, five fouls, and four points. Did, that's impressive and awful at the same time. And <laughs> so
1: that's what I was getting to. I mean, even though you may not need uh, the Sousa that much, like as Buki can't play thirty six minutes a game for six games in tournament. He just can't oh, do no. that. One, he's gonna get in foul trouble, and two. Like if you play a team that plays with pace, it's it's hard to play him. I mean, we saw this in the Final Four a couple of years ago Vince Villanova. You couldn't play the guy because if you play with pace, he just can't really keep up. Now
2: he has gotten a lot better because if you yes. two years ago, there's no way he'd be able to play over 30 minutes. Yeah. so he has gotten a lot better. But like I mean, I think 30 32 has got to be the cap. Like that's as high as he can go in a in a
1: tournament game because you need him that next day. So, but man, when he's playing well. Oh, it's scary. You can't stop them. You can't. You absolutely cannot stop them. So, I would say Kansas is my number one team right now. Um, Gonzaga and UNLV, the two teams that everyone kind of looks at and goes, eh. San Diego State. Who would I say? UNLV. UNLV beat San Diego State. Correct. Um, Gonzaga and and San Diego State, two teams that people are like, I mean, yeah, they're ranked high, but I don't know if they're actually good. They both lost. Um, Gonzaga did lose at a ranked BYU team, and then San Diego State – uh, got their undefeated season knocked off uh, at, or it was at home versus UNLV.
2: Matthew actually called that BYU game. Oh, I heard I him in the room.
3: Yeah, I was uh, doing another basketball podcast with my friend, and we were uh, saying bold predictions. His exact said, words were I said, you know what? BYU is going to beat the Gonzaga Bulldogs today. And uh, then he
2: said Kansas would beat Baylor and then take the number one spot, which is going to happen tomorrow. So, so I, I want to yeah.
1: pause real quick. Have you all seen the video of the BYU mascot dunking from the three-point line?
2: Yes. That is the most impressive thing. I
1: don't know how. I don't know how. Is don't it, know how. W-
3: it, when he's thrown?
1: Yes, he's thrown.
3: Yeah. It's insane because, <laughs> I mean, he's got to be a light. Like, if it's a dude yeah. or if it's a girl, I mean, yeah, they got to weigh like.
1: I mean, the combination between having to get thrown and jumping yourself. Oh, it looks like the mascot's flying, like, and then when he way hit, over the basket. And then he hits the mat, and it's just.
2: It's incredible.
1: Yeah. Which BYU mascots are known for, uh, for some pretty athletic feats.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't – was it football, the one that they, he started dancing yeah, with, the, yeah. with the cheerleaders? Yeah, he's like, a good
1: dancer. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I kind of got the sense from Gonzaga, like, I just don't think that you can win if you're not tested in – the months of January and February. If you just have an easy schedule. And
3: Gonzaga's defense though oh is good. Every year in the tournament, they never you they never get out in the round of thirty two or right. even like the sweet sixteen. They always are usually making it to the Elite Eight Final Four. And then we saw a national championship against uh Carolina in what, uh 20 eighteen? Twenty eighteen, I think. Or no excuse 17. Me, 2017, 2017. you
1: are right, uh, but I'll come in with a rebuttal.
3: Okay. I, I would no, yes, they they don't play anyone. This was their first That team was game. stacked, by the way. This was their they first were. game against a ranked opponent since December fourteenth, I
1: think. Gonzaga is good. But like the year they made the final four, I think they didn't play anyone over a seven seed before the final before the uh, final game. So there's that. And I just don't think they really get done the tournament. I mean, last year they got beat by a good Texas Tech team that made the championship, so that's fair. But I also thought Gonzaga might have been the best team in the country. I mean, oh. they had they had a great roster for from top to bottom, I just you know, and usually they're getting beaten the Sweet Sixteen by Florida State or somebody. I I just don't really see it happening for them.
4: I think we can give them a little credit this year. I mean, they've beaten three ranked teams. Or at the mean, time they, they, were they do
1: a better. They do a better. I, job w- I will say though,
3: Caden, uh, one of those ranked teams <laughs> is now the worst team. We're talking about. Gun- yeah, we're talking about Gonzaga, right? Yes, is now the worst team in the Pac-12, and that is Washington.
4: Washington.
2: <laughs> And they beat North, Car- North, Carolina, was North Carolina, who Carolina was right w- at the time. Wor- worst but ACC tournament.
4: They beat uh, Arizona, Washington, and uh, Oregon.
3: Oregon, yeah, in overtime. So Ari- Pack Ari- twelve teams.
1: Arizona, eh? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I just don't see. And same thing with San Diego State. I mean, if you can't beat UNLV at home, what makes you what makes you think you can win six straight games and win a national championship?
2: That's fair. I mean, people, but there's it's weird. People are still talking like. San Diego State is still that number one seed. Yeah, at, Joe Lunardi
3: actually uh Which makes no sense when to he me. came out with his bracket
2: this afternoon, still
3: has the four seeds remaining the same. Kansas Baylor. I, I definitely agree that Baylor should still be yeah, there. But right. I don't know. Maybe I Maybe uh, definitely Dayton. I think Dayton should be thrown uh, thrown in there. What are they? The fifth seed right now. And I what, think I
1: think Maryland is the five. He, I think he did put on there that if if, if Maryland, Maryland would won, won today, they would be. But win. I but didn't. I guess if they you think not.
3: about it, Maryland and Duke had their chances to to get into that one seed spot, and it's hard be, putting Duke in there. Um, over a one-loss San Diego State team when they just got killed by they NC State. They just got State. destroyed
1: by NC State. Now, I think Duke is good. I mean, I like Duke. I, I, like, I like Duke. I like Duke. But, like, again, I don't see a lot of teams getting ran by 22 at NC State. Yeah, I, see, well,
2: I, I don't like Duke and I'll, because I don't like, well, you don't like Trey Jones. Trey Jones is good on defense, but he I, he, he doesn't. Well, Trey offense. Jones I took can't.
3: 18 shots against North Carolina State. 6 for 18. Trey Jones yeah. cannot shoot 18 times. If
1: you go individually down Duke's roster, I will say I think about half of them are horrible. I mean, Matthew Hurt is giving you nothing right now. Yeah, yeah. and he was supposed to be— a, He was a I top mean, ten recruit. Yeah, he, he, he gives you absolutely nothing. I think Alex O'Connell is awful. I think Jordan Goldwire might be the worst player in D1. Offensively, he he gives you literally no, nothing. nothing. I could
2: go out there and do just as much offensively as he can. Jack Watt, terrible. Javin Delorier, Awful. Ah, uh, Jack White. I mean. Uh, Jack White's, White's awful. awful. <laughs> he's so bad.
3: I mean, he, he's had
2: Verron some. Carey su- is the only decent he's had some big, big three. Basically, to he can't out. even play I've at the end of them. games because they. they
1: and Vernon Carey, I have an issue with him, too. The only thing he. He has no moves whatsoever. The only thing he does is. is he catches it. He turns around and he, put, George, he puts it up. You were just telling he's me big. Big. that you like Duke. I do. I, you I, do you're not going through the list. No, you're going through the roster. You're This guy is. You're This wrong. You're right. Come on. Help me out. You're right. Like I think, like you, you'll see they're good at blowing out bad teams at home. Like, and that's a that's a mark of a good team. Uh, yes, but I could like I could see them making a run, but I also could see them losing in so, the second round. So,
3: you like them? I could see that. I don't too. love them. I like them. I don't love them. You em. like them, so you see them as like maybe going Sweet Sixteen, but getting yeah. out in the Sweet Sixteen. But that
2: isn't that every team this year. Oh, you're right. I mean, couldn't yeah, you anything. see the number one team? I could see Kansas losing it, like in the Sweet Sixteen well, if, and not honestly, not bleak an eye. The
3: only, probably the only intimidating team right now, if there is one, is Kansas. So if you get Kansas, Baylor, San Diego State, and Gonzaga as your one seeds, all the other teams are like, uh, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm not worried about and it. And even
1: Kansas, you get Azubuki with two fouls and four minutes. Yeah. I mean, what, what yeah, Devon Dotson is going to
3: have to go. Then yeah, he's David go McCormick
2: out. has to play, and we all yeah. know how that goes. So
3: <laughs> yeah, he'll foul.
1: I'll then then we'll have a big man. My question
2: is, how high does Kentucky go in this next power or in the next rankings? Here six.
1: was here was my prediction you got for the rankings. I had it. Being, do they pass
2: Maryland? Is my question. Yeah. I had it
1: as number one: Kansas, two: Baylor, three: Dayton, four: Gonzaga, five: Florida State, six: San Diego State, seven: Kentucky, eight: Maryland, nine: Duke, ten: Louisville. Wow. I actually like that. Yeah, hey, yeah. That's uh yeah, we're
3: gonna have to make sure I like, can agree with that. Y- put that in our group text so that <laughs> when know, it comes yeah, out tomorrow we can, you need to make a top twenty five one. So.
1: Uh, let's all right. Who is your five like if you had to pick five teams you think that can win the title, give me your five. Oh gosh. quickly.
3: Oh man. Uh well definitely I Kansas think, I think we can all say Kansas. Yeah, yeah you know, Kansas. Correctly. Man, Kentucky's just been getting it done. Um I like I like Kentucky and I could see them Maybe getting hot. I could see them getting hot tournament time.
1: I can say this about Kentucky. They're not blowing anybody out, but they're just winning games. That's the yeah, but, they're that, just winning but the games. the way the
3: season's gone, that's that's that, good. That's good. But yeah, <laughs> that's the yeah. thing
1: they're just winning it
2: doesn't matter who you play anymore because all you have to do is win out and yes. you'll be the you'll be a high seed so. And
1: kentucky i mean they've won 6 in a row they have four games left i could i think they'll win all four um,
4: all of their losses have, 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 been have been within 10 points
1: yeah and, and yeah that's another thing they've not to ran by anybody
3: man i w- i would throw in dayton i would too i like dayton I did you all see that windmill by that that was that was nasty the, uh, just, just <laughs> that was throw nasty. that i mean it was like it wasn't even on a fast break. No, he yeah, was just, he just you know, a nice cut to the basket, yes. out open lane, and just oh, that's disgusting.
1: I could I throw Dayton in there, but even though I can't name anybody. That's I was about to say. Other than
2: Obi, like if you stop him, it's
4: kind of um, does. Does anybody think that Baylor has a chance? Because I don't.
1: I I, I, like I still Baylor. like Baylor. They've Defens- good guards. Defensively they The only problem I have with Baylor is I don't think they have a star. Like they don't have one guy. I mean, Butler's their best player, but like does he take over games yeah. though?
3: Um uh, To tell you the truth, I I like Maryland. Um, I
4: know
1: they too. lost to Ohio
2: yeah. State, but I like them. Like never trust the
4: Big is. 10 team, honestly.
2: That's like n- never trust they Big 10 and they're
3: probably going to get the most uh, teams in the tournament. Yeah, Joe Glenn already is- had uh, 10 Big 10 teams getting in and uh before I don't know if we're running out of time or if we have to get to break, but my fifth team, boys, you're going to hate me. Oh yeah. But them Oregon Ducks with the best player in the country, Peyton P- Pritchard dropping 38 points. No, they should have not won that game because Arizona missed two free throws uh, at the end of regulation. That would have gave them the win it and was at the end of overtime. But that man, Peyton Pritchard. He's good. I can see him, obviously, because I'm an Oregon Ducks fan, leading them to a national championship.
4: I'm not going to trust the team that lost to North Carolina this season, but okay.
1: He's good for sure. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get Ryan's rant, and uh, then we'll get some pickums in the final segment. So you are listening to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7.
0: Talking all things Tapper Sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 91.7. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91.7. Your host, Corey
1: Bowling, the Matthew Barco, go. Ryan Gooden, and Tate Dayward. Uh, Ryan, I believe you have a rant for today.
2: Yeah, i tell you what. <clears throat> Excuse me. Me and Matthew were sitting before we got here.
3: A uh, beautiful Sunday. Just a, yeah.
2: a nice Sunday.
3: Boston Celtics, LA Lakers. Classic. Greatest rivalry in basketball history. Except
2: for the what we saw on Twitter, which was the New York Knicks and success. That is also yeah, up there that, with the that's greatest also rivalry. rivalry. Yeah. But we're watching this game. <laughs> By the way, just want to throw out that Jason Tatum is 21 years old, dropping 41 at Staples Center. He I also
1: want to throw out LeBron's scared to guard him. LeBron, are you, you're supposed to be the greatest player of all time. Guard the best player on the I team. don't
2: think he cares about this game in the regular season to care enough to guard Jason Tatum.
3: But that's just me. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything about that because you ended up
2: getting the
1: game winning. When you're throwing Contavie's Caldwell Pope on him instead of you, I have a problem with that. But go ahead.
2: Um, My real problem was, and it has been all year. It's been NBA officiating. I mean, we can go back to. There's multiple calls throughout the season that has been awful. We the Damian Lillard goaltending call that that was was probably
3: the worst call of the season. Um,
2: But this there was. It wasn't a certain specific call. I remember one um, that came to my mind. Which was the Brad Stevens technical, which was atrocious because he wasn't. Yeah, even, you can't call he it. Was, he was arguing with the ref that over here that
3: didn't call the technical and the, or the the, the uh, one on that the didn't other call side of foul, right?
2: But. And then the one on the other side of the court called the technical on him for arguing, and he wasn't even like he was just trying to get an explanation. And then No, I,
3: I'll admit, like he he was on a foul really that mad, was. But, I mean, it's, it was a foul. It's the fourth quarter. Like it, it's getting towards the end of the game.
1: Also, LeBron. Went up for a layup and uh, he gets no, whatever he wants, no which is one, fine. No one touched him, absolutely no one. I mean, maybe maybe Jalen Brown nicked his arm. <gasps> oh,
3: man. yes, I, I know what you're talking. Yes, when yeah. at the end it looked like maybe Jalen Brown hit maybe, the, but come on. And Mark Jackson said, If this is playoffs, that's not if a, this foul. Is a playoffs, yeah, that's not a playoff." which foul. is true,
2: but also they go to the replay. To because they challenge it or whatever, which is still I think the dumbest rule in basketball that you can now review yeah. fouls. And it took
3: fifty minutes for them to review. <laughs> it, it was
2: awful. And then now everybody's out of you know momentum. Nobody's in the rhythm of the game. But I took that that tentacle call, AD ended up missing the free throw. So it's it's whatever. Ball don't lie, whatever. But every time the like. The Boston Celtics were about to go on a spurt, or just it like get the feel like get momentum. Goal. It just there was a call that just went their not their way, and it just how, it how do you
3: feel, Caden, uh, about the NBA officiating in this game?
4: Oh uh, well, I feel like it went both ways. Terrible both ways. Um, nobody likes NBA officiating. Uh, to be honest, Torrey, um LeBron has gotten the least calls he's ever had in his career this season. Oh, really? He's been to the free throw line. <laughs> That's why he's
2: complaining le- more and more.
4: You know why? Probably, probably
1: because he just doesn't go to the rim as much when he's 35 years old. Which is I, I mean, I don't, he, he I don't prob- really probably- he gets
4: hacked every game. So him and AD get hacked. They don't get that many foul calls that you think. Are we serious right now? I'm so serious. Look it up.
1: I'm looking it up right now, and I
4: would – Tell me how many – I'd be safe to say that – Free throws, Anthony Davis
1: averages a game. LeBron well, is shooting 10. the most threes of his career ever, so that could be a reason why he's not shooting as many free throws. So, I mean, if you're shooting more jump shots, obviously you're not going to get fouled as much. Would that be fair? Is that fair to say?
4: That is fair to say, yes.
1: <laughs> so, so, what what's the issue here? They're also playing every time
2: LeBron throws a football past Anthony Davis, there seems to be a foul call because somebody's, you know, tugging at his arm, in quotations.
1: All right, besides all this, I want to get to one more thing. Uh, the NBA All Star game, we didn't really get talked about it because it's going on during our show, but how great was that format? It, was, uh, it awesome. was
2: awesome until the fact that it ended on a free throw.
1: If I could make one change, it would be you check it up after fouls. That yeah. way we don't have free throws. I mean, and then
2: after the third intentional foul, because you know that's what they're going to do. Yeah. And it's going to be like Preston. Then it's just an all-out brawl. I don't yeah. care who throws who, but <laughs> Kyle Lowry's getting punched somehow because he fouled. I have another non-stop. issue. Why
1: the flip was Kyle Lowry out on the court?
4: Because the coach was Nick Nurse. <laughs> that, that's a well, fair also, point. Why the flip. That is so true. I saw, two
3: maybe. I saw something about it may have been – there may have been minutes restrictions on Trey Young and because Chris Paul – was out there for LeBron's team instead of Luca. Okay. So because Luca and Trey did uh, did play in the Rising Stars yeah. game.
1: I mean, I can t- I can take some Chris Paul in the final Chris minutes. Chris Paul,
2: but he was balling though.
1: I, c- I can take Chris Paul. You know who I can't take? Kyle, Kyle Lowry. freaking Lowry, Lowry. especially Get when he gets switched court.
2: on Anthony Davis. Yes. So at what well, point? If you we're think-
3: thinking, who else could they have put out? There? Jimmy
2: Butler. Jimmy Butler. I can okay. name I can- seven dudes on that team. Actually, y- y'all are g- <laughs>
4: y'all are going to be mad when Kyle Lowry gets into the Hall of Fame. <laughs>
3: I mean he I mean I'm not going to be because honest. basketball
2: Cal- lets me in the Hall of Fame. There's no, there's no cap. The less, out of
3: all the Hall of Fames and it, it, it means the less out of it.
2: Oh, it's the out least of out of all of, of all
1: of them. I, I just couldn't handle any more of Kyle Lowry like 20-foot step backs with a tie game. That I couldn't the fact do that, that anymore. He
4: took three charges in an All-Star Like game. Why
1: wasn't Giannis and Embiid shooting it every single time?
4: Giannis didn't. I don't think he shot well, in y- the fourth corner. Well,
2: because you saw with the post-game interview. Giannis was like, we were just trying to get the ball to whoever James Harden was on. Yes. And James no, Harden, right. was, James locking Harden was locking up. James Harden was locking him down.
0: Your boy
3: was locking him down, and I was loving that. I was loving it.
2: It's the first time in last
4: he'll ever play defense. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a great post defender if you look up the stats. Well, I mean, okay. well, he, has yeah. okay. he has to be. He has to be now
2: because they have no big man yeah. on that Houston yeah, team. Right. So he's got to be playing the seven-footers on that team.
1: All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, it'll be our final segment. Uh, we're going to get some pick-ums, pick and we're going to talk a little Tyson Fury. Uh, that might have been the weirdest uh, neck lick I've ever seen. So, uh, yeah, we're talking, <laughs> we're, we'll come back on Red Zone, Red Zone Radio on Revolution 91
0: Talking all things Tapper sports, you're listening to Red Zone on Revolution 917.
1: Yeah. Welcome back to Red Zone Radio right on Revolution 917. We uh, were sitting here talking some Tyson Fury. We're gonna get that here in a second. I have a question for you though, what you all said just made me think of something. Who is who would you classify as fatter? Zion or Nicole Jokic? Nicole, Nicole Jokic. Yo, I mean. Zion's more, game. Zion's, I mean, Zion's more. Zion's muscle more than. I agree. I, I agree. I, I had someone that disagreed with me with that. But I mean, really? I feel like yeah. Yo-
4: Jokic loses his weight during the season, but he, Zion's down there in yeah, New Orleans it, eating the gumbo. I, I mean, <laughs> he
3: has, but I don't know. It's just like
2: it's
4: just the build. It's different. just the build.
3: Yeah, yeah. It, it looks more muscular. Yo- I mean, Jokic has lost. I, I think he said he's lost yeah. twenty 15, to 20,
1: yeah. uh, 25 pounds yeah. or
2: something like that.
1: Anyway, to the five – Fury just dominated the entire time. The uh,
2: entire time. The
1: first round was, I mean, Fury still won it. But, I mean, it was still kind of close. But second to seventh round, it was all Fury. Yeah, well, that that
3: first round, they went back and forth because Deontay Wilder actually had the be, probably the best punch
1: oh, the in that round.
3: first round. Yeah. And then, I mean, that got me thinking, oh, man, we, we're in for a treat. But then... Gosh, that second round. He, I mean, he Tyson just yeah, he took over, and then Deontay, you know, he got hit in the ear, and then uh, Caden was mentioned earlier that you know his equilibrium uh, was was off. And yeah,
1: because he was on his heels. E- yes, all, after that, yeah, all yeah. night.
2: What he he was off balance the entire from second round to seventh, he could not.
1: Cause like there was one punch where he hit him, but like he didn't really, well, like, Fury didn't really get a good lick, but like yeah. he slipped, like. You know what I'm. You know the first time he fell, and
3: you could definitely tell he was done because just every time he just uh, right when the you know they would lock up together, Deontay would just immediately right when the the judges the judge would separate him, he would just start walking back. He would start walking back to the rope or the corner, and and, he was was always on the corner.
1: Yeah, well,
2: that and the fact that there was only one knockdown and it was by Fury, and yet Wilder was on the ground four times. Like he fell down just swinging and missing because he couldn't keep his balance like yeah. he was.
1: I just don't know how you knock down a dude that big. I mean, when you're 6'9", well, that, That's what I'm saying. I don't know how you knock, knock him down. But then knock out. Out. Well, D- yeah, I mean, Wilder did it in, in the, the first fight.
2: In, yeah, in the 12th I, round. Yeah. Could you imagine going 12 rounds and then knocking a 6'9 dude out? And that, Not out, but down. That should have been a knockout if we're being real. Oh,
1: I think Wilder definitely should have won that. But
2: but on any other person, that's a that's a KO. Like, oh, yeah, definitely. Easy.
1: Um. We got to talk about the neck leg.
2: Yeah. Um, Set the scene for it. What happened?
1: So we got
3: Deontay. Man, what I can't remember what round it is. It's the fifth round. We got Deontay Wilder. He's in the corner. He's in the corner. I think he may be by his trainer. Yeah. I mean, he's bleeding out of his ear. Uh, coming it, down it, his neck. It, yeah, it's coming down his neck. You know, he's got the ripped, the ripped, uh, the mouth, blood just everywhere from taking shots from Tyson. They lock up. I know Deontay's thinking, man, I'm, this is not good. i got to get this big sweaty that, guy honestly, off But honestly, it can't be any worse. I think I'm hurt uh, just so much it can't be any worse. <laughs> but then on his shoulder, he feels what he believes, I know, is the man of— It was a tongue of Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury licked this man's shoulder, but he licked the blood, Wilder's own blood— from his body. And
2: my favorite part of the entire thing was the announcer acting like that was completely normal and was like, "Oh
0: yeah, uh, Tyson
2: was." He said, "Going into this fight, Tyson said he was going to taste blood," and I was like, "Is <laughs> I th- that I what he?" I, like, I don't was, think
1: you really get the moment of what just happened. He just licked him. I mean, that's the most probably the most um, mouthiest. Sporting moment since uh, since, since the Mike now Tyson. okay that's just was, disgusting was that
4: <laughs>
3: was that cringier I got you I got you two okay, options okay I, I know you what you're pick. about to say I know what you're about to say so that. was that cringier than him coming out and to that one song to Patsy Klon. yes or. Was it cringier than him singing American Pie to his girlfriend? I think that's
2: actually funny because he's, he's a, British. He's a weird guy.
3: I mean, he just started singing and, and his wife was there like, please stop. Like, I, don't know. I thought he she had the look so on her face weird. like, goodness gracious. Well, I
2: mean, he, he came out on a bed and he had four girls drag him out there when he was sitting on top of a bed as a king. It I just get, think like what? What do you expect from this guy?
1: Just based off the intros alone. Now, I don't follow boxing like some, but just based based off like the intros alone. When he came out, out to that dumb song and on the throne, and then when Wilder came out with the blinged out armor, yes. I was like oh, Wilder was, by a thousand. Yes. Like he's going to absolutely destroy him. You well, call I it mean, blinged I've, up, I've I call seen, it
2: bedazzled. Up. Yeah, bedazzled. Beda- <laughs>
1: and then he got the light up eyes. I mean, yeah. that was amazing.
3: That that was sick. And uh, well. When Fury came out first, because I've seen both the Creed movies, I was like, "Man, these, these, this is an intro that is definitely different from the Creed." I mean, you get in the Creed movies like it's all, you know it's all
1: dark and you
3: got the lights out and everything, yeah. the rap music, and I was like, "Wow, this is uh, this is totally different."
1: But I don't care if you're Deontay Wilder and you're bleeding out of the ear or not, you can't let a man lick you like yeah. that.
2: You can't let that happen. You better throw. As soon as he felt that, I. You better give. As soon as you, you get got. off, I want a haymaker. Yeah. I if, if I, if I was the not. trainer
3: and I saw that, I would say, I would tell him, throw I, I don't care how bad. You are getting beat. You just got licked by your opponent. I'm not throwing <laughs> in the towel. You're going to knock him out.
1: Either he's going to knock you out or you're, you're going to knock, knock him out. Him yeah, it's like, you're well, going to get a lucky You punch. don't get a towel but I'm not. That. You
3: see this towel? Throw it in the crowd. I'm don't not, I don't it. have it now. Well, I
1: was going to do pick but we, we can go without talking about that. Do one. Um, do one pick. What, what uh, number 20, Iowa at
4: Michigan State. I'm
1: gonna oh gosh. Uh I'm gonna Iowa. go Michigan. I'm gonna go Michigan State. I'm
4: gonna go Iowa, Caden. Okay? Is it at state? It's, it's at that state. state. Give me state.
2: So
1: two Iowa, two state. Uh being serious though, real quick, uh LaTeX versus WKU
3: Western. Western
4: yeah. at home.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna go all well, tech.
4: I'm going Latex. I went Latex last time, so I'm not. And gonna then
1: uh, up. WK versus North Texas at North Texas. North Texas. North Texas. North Texas sadly, yeah. North
4: Kentucky Texas.
2: Auburn. That's the last one I want.
1: Yes. Uh, Kate's. it's at Kentucky. Yeah, at Kentucky. Kentucky. Auburn. And Auburn. Auburn's looked awful. awful. Yeah, looked Auburn up, will yeah. not shoot I'd
4: forty-four all free all throws cash. this time. Yes.
1: Um. So thank you all for listening this week. Um. The, be sure to follow us on Twitter and on Facebook. Uh, give us a shout. Um. And we'll be back next week at seven o'clock. Uh. Wait. 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 Hold on. Hold on.
3: Yes, we will be. I was thinking it was spring break, but no. It, it is not. Yes, this Sunday. And then, actually, no, we'll be. No, we won't. No, we won't. Yeah, you're right.
2: Two Sundays from today. And then we'll two Sundays
3: from today, that'll be Selection Sunday, oh, correct? S- so, you want to make sure. I mean, we'll be having uh, our brackets fresh off the printer for uh, that
1: one. Uh, I've been your host, Tori Bowling, alongside Matthew Hargrove, Ryan Gooden, and Caden Gaylord. And guys, as always, go, go Tops. Tops. Go Tops.